appreciate you tuning in to the Jeans Report. My name is Darren Jeans. I am the host of the Jeans Report. As always, I appreciate you tuning in, especially when there are thousands of other podcasts that you can be listening to. You chose to listen to mine, so I thank you for listening to the Jeans Report. Well, we'll recap yesterday's games, NBA games that is. We'll look at today's games today, and then we'll get on out of here. Sound good. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the games today. I'm especially excited about watching the Raptors and the Celtics do battle today. I'm excited about the Clippers and Mavericks today. And I'm excited somewhat about the Nuggets and Jazz today. But I am not as excited as I am about talking about the Lakers and the Blazers. But first, we'll touch on the Houston and OKC series. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you are not following me on Spotify, go ahead and click follow if you don't mind if you're listening on Spotify. We are not on Apple Podcasts yet, but uh, we are hoping to make that happen fairly soon. And when that does, you all will be the first to know. I am on Twitter now. I'm also on Twitter. The show is on Twitter. Make sure you follow follow the show on Twitter. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at The Jeans Report, at T-H-E Jeans, J-E-A-N-S Report. And that's where I will be tweeting about the show. Uh, so let's get right into it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get right into it. Yesterday, Rockets and Thunder. What a game. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> let's just start there. Uh, I was wrong. And uh, it did not go how I thought it would go. And uh, the Thunder didn't show up. The uh, Houston Rockets won that game 114 to 80. Let me say that again 114 to 80. Houston Rockets had 37 points in the third quarter compared to OKC 18 points in the third quarter. That is awful. That is just awful. That is just awful. Shay Gilgis Alexander, I've been hyping you up on this show. You played terribly last night. 34 minutes, three rebounds, four assists, four points. That's awful. There's no, other, there's no other way to put it. That's just awful. Danilo Gallinari, 22 minutes, six rebounds, no assists, one point. That's awful. The only offense they had was Dennis Schroeder, 19 points, and he was ejected for looks like a low blow. It, it, it sure looks like it. I know y'all don't think so, you OKC fans, but it, 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 hey, the video says otherwise. 19 points, one assist, one rebound in 21 minutes. He was, he was your offense. When he left, it was over. It was over. Chris Paul, six rebounds, three assists, 16 points, whatever. Man, 30 minutes. Needed more, obviously. That didn't show up. Yeah, it's a pivotal game, and you didn't show up. 
I, I mean, you picked a hell of a night. You picked a hell of a night to not show up. Meanwhile, Eric Gordon, thirty-two minutes, twenty points. That, I mean, if you if you get that from Eric Gordon, you are good. And you get Robert Covington, twenty-two points, seven rebounds. This is exactly how they are built. If they get this kind of production, the Houston Rockets are hard are hard to beat. James Harden, thirty-one minutes. I'm sorry, 30, thirty-one points in twenty-eight minutes. Russell Westbrook looked fine. He looked fine. He was rusty, as I predicted. He but he looked fine. 24 minutes, 7 assists, 7.6 rebounds. So he's a little bit of everywhere. And Jeff Green, double, well, close to a double-double. 10 rebounds, 9 points. You know, this is what you need. When you get this, it's an all-around effort from this team. They're hard to beat. OKC, let me say this. OKC shot 15% from three. They shot 15% from three. They went seven for 46. At what point do you say, our shots aren't falling? It should have been last night. Maybe around that fourth three, when you were four for 30 or whatever you were, you should have realized, hey, our threes aren't going in. Change, change up the game plan. Seven for 46 is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is pathetic. Seven for 46. The Detroit Pistons can shoot better than 7 for 46 from 3. That is awful. The Detroit Pistons can do better. By the way, congratulations to them. They they hired uh, Ryan West, a, uh, a, a former executive from the Lakers. He, you're going to enjoy him. He knows how to scout talent. Look at the Lakers. Go look at the Lakers' past draft picks the last few years, and he had a big hand on that. That's a big hire for them. I'm very, I'm very happy for them. Hopefully they don't waste his talent and listen to him because he has 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 drafted a lot of good players for this Laker organization, including Kyle Kuzma, Ivan Zublaka, who is now a Clipper, unfortunately, because Magic Johnson gave away Zublock for a bag of chips for Mike Muscala. I don't even know where Mike Muscala is anymore. We gave away Ivan Zublock. For Mike Muscala. The hell was Magic doing? I, I, I look. I love Magic's death, but that man ruined. Uh, now he did. He did land LeBron James. But I feel like any. I feel like I could have landed LeBron James at that point. It was already said he was coming to LA. You trade away Mike Muscala. Whatever. Moving on. Back to OKC. Seven, uh, you know, fifteen percent from three is not gonna get it done. Obviously. So, Houston, Houston leads that series three two. Mike Muscala. <laughs> uh, game six will be tomorrow, eight o'clock. I look forward to Houston possibly closing that series out. I better not, and I better not have any suspensions. Dennis Schroeder and P.J. Tucker should not be suspended. Neither of them. Don't do it. Let them play. Hopefully, OKC pulls this out, and I want a Game 7. This has been a very exciting series besides last game. So hopefully this goes 7. But unfortunately, I have Houston winning tomorrow.
and it may not be close. The other game of the day was the Lakers and the Blazers. People were saying, that the, including me, the Lakers were going to blow this game open, and they did not. This game was close until LeBron James decided, all right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> LeBron James has that ability to say, you know, if you just watch him play, you know, there was a time in the fourth quarter, about nine minutes left when LeBron went to the bench, and you can see it on his face. He was like, all right, I, I, I'll put this away. No, you, you, you could just see it. He was just like, all right, I'll put it away. When I go back in, I'll put it away. And that's exactly what he did. Anthony Davis, 36 minutes, nine rebounds, four assists, 43 points. An efficient 43 points, by the way. A very efficient 43 points. LeBron James, you're a king and savior. 34 minutes, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 36 points. A triple-double. He's a triple-double king of the playoffs. Not Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Just saying. When those two are playing like that, they're going to be hard to beat. But this is the X factor. This right here. Contavious Codwell-Pope, 14 points. If the Lakers can get that kind of consistency from him, maybe not 14 points every game. Of course, that'd be great. Give me 40 points a game for all I care. But if they can get that kind of consistency from him, that 14-point area, they're going to be hard to beat. People forget, Contavious Codwell Pope was shooting 40% from three before, before the, uh, the uh, league was shut down. People forget about that. Oh, they can't shoot. Well, tell me why Contavious Cotwell Pope was shooting 40% from three. If they can't shoot. Right now, Contavious Cotwell Pope is shooting 40% from three. Right now. I'm looking at it. He's shooting 40% from three. And 38% from the field from the field. Contavious Codwell Pope will miss threes, but he will also make them. But I ain't talking about Contavious Codwell Pope right now. He's doing his job. If he continues to do that, if he continues to make two to three to four threes a game, that's all we need from him. Kyle Kuzma continued his stellar play. Look at the stats, not very good. First hand, 25 minutes, eight points, one assist. Three rebounds. Not very good, right? But the defense, the defense he provided was spectacular. Kyle Kuzma has continued to play spectacular defense. And as I have said on all my shows before, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Kyle Kuzma play basketball. (laughs) He's playing great. I love it. And it's a sense of pride because, you know, the Lakers essentially picked him over all their other players that, that they drafted. They traded Lonzo Ball, traded away Brandon Ingram, and I love Brandon Ingram. I I I, I say he was going to be an all-star. I got killed on Twitter. I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. I, I won't say any names, but they know who they are. 
I said, Kyle, I said, Kyle, I said, Brandon Ingram will be an all star in, 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 in lust in one year. And what happened the following year? He became an all star. Brandon Ingram is that dude. And I would have loved to keep him, but I understand because it's Anthony Davis. Once again, I ain't talking about Brandon Ingram or Anthony Davis. I'm talking about Danny Green. Danny Green. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Green shot 16% from three last night. Danny Green shot 16% from three last night. Danny Green, let me tell you Danny Green's stats. Let me give you some Danny Green stats. Last night he had five points, three fouls, one steal, two block, three assists, two rebounds. What do you do? What do you do? Why are you out there? He shot 25% from the field. What do you do? He had a plus 17. We all know that's an overrated stat, in my opinion. When you look at the stats, it's actually not that bad. He's shooting 38% from three, but it's just inconsistent. Game one, he shot two for eight from three. Game two, he shot one for four for three. Game three, he shot two, two, two for four for three. Game four, he shot three for four. That was his best performance in three. And yesterday, he shot one for six. It's inconsistency. I don't expect you to. I don't expect you to make five to six threes a game. But why can't you make at least two to three threes a game? One for six is terrible. Sixteen percent. You call yourself dead shot? How many more, Danny Green? How many more threes are you going to miss? Sixteen percent from three. That's awful. That's pathetic. The Lakers need at least for him to consistently make three to four threes a game. I mean, that's not asking a lot. That's not asking a lot. They need him to make three to four threes a game. That needs to happen. There's no reason why he, why Danny Green can't make three to four threes a game. That is not asking a lot. You're making $15 million. It is not that hard to make three to four threes a game. And you, and, and you are the quality shooter you claim to be. The Lakers haven't seen any kind of consistency from Danny Green all year. All year. And what makes it worse is, it's like you don't even care. You're talking about how you want your dog in the bubble. You're talking about how you're tired of getting bullied on, 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 on social media. You know how all this goes away? Make your shots. It's not even threes. You're missing wide open layups. Last night you had a wide open layup. No defense. Not, not contested. Wide open. You just you just blew it. And now you're not even shooting threes. It's three to four plays I can think of where, where you're just wide open. You just pass it up. Now it's in your head. Get out of your head and just shoot the ball. Shoot it how we know you can shoot it.
because one for six is not going to cut next round, especially if it's the Houston Rockets. We need Danny Green to make at least three to four threes if the Lakers want to beat the Houston Rockets. They need Danny Green. You cannot go one for six. You just cannot go one for six. Once again, we didn't see a sign of Deion Waiters. That should change next series. Frank Vogel. We need to see Deion Waiters next series. Plain and simple. I don't I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, well, he's a lot of blue on defense. Oh, no, 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 no. I saw enough in the seeding games to where he needs to be on the floor. There's no reason he, there's no reason J.R. Smith should be on the floor shooting from 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 out of bounds over Deion Waiters. There's there's it doesn't make any sense. As for the Trailblazers, Carmelo Anthony, 40 minutes, 27 points, 7 rebounds. That's old Carmelo Anthony. That's 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 vintage mellow. Yusuf Nurkic. 37 minutes, 10 rebounds, 16 points. You know, they, they fought hard. You know, CJ McCollum, 46 minutes, basically played all the whole game. 36 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Gary Trent Jr., 40 minutes, 16 points. Gary Trent Jr. is a steal. That's the one they need to hold on to. He's going to knock down a lot of big shots for them in the future. And Anthony Simons played very well. 13 points, 28 minutes, 5 rebounds. But obviously they just didn't have enough. You know, you know, you 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 look at this team and 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 you and and, and and even when they came back down 14 and tied it up, I was never worried because they just don't have enough. You know. CJ playing 46 minutes, Gary Trent playing 40 minutes, Melo playing 40 minutes, Nurkis playing 40 minutes. They just didn't have enough. They just, you know, it's gassed out. So it was a good season. It was, oh, I mean, I mean, overall, if you're a, if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan, you had a good season. You had a good season. You know, you wrap it up. You look forward to the next season. Do you bring back Melo? That's the question. Do you bring back Carmelo Anthony? I said it before, and I, and 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 I'll keep saying it. The Portland Trailblazers are approaching old Memphis Grizzlies status, where they have these aging players who are very good but they cannot get over that hump. They just can't get over it. So at what point do you blow it up? At what point do you say, all right, CJ McCollum is available. All right, Damian Lillard is available. All right, Yusef Nurkic is like, 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 at what point do you start making changes? Because you don't want to get to that point where they're just old and they're not good, but they have these massive contracts. At, at, at some point, you have to come to a realization this is as far as we're going to get. Remember, the Portland Trailblazers were under 500. So it's not like, and they were the AC, you know. They weren't, and I understand injuries, I get that, I get that. But I, even with, I'm sorry, even with full force, the Portland Trailblazers were never going to go anywhere in the playoffs. I fully believe that. So at what point, do as the Trailblazers, do you say, all right, Susan McCollum is available. All right, Damian Lillard is available. I think next year, maybe run it back, run it back one more time next year. 
And even then, it's going to be harder next year because the Golden State Warriors are taking your spot. You know, every team that made the playoffs, they aren't going anywhere this year. Every team that's in the playoffs this year will probably be in the playoffs, and the Golden State Warriors will knock out one team. And that one team is probably you. Because Dallas is probably winning their division. The Lakers are winning their division, most likely, again. You know, the, the, the top seven seeds are pretty much set. Denver's not going anywhere. And like I said, Golden State's coming back. So as good as you think Portland is, you might not even make the playoffs next year. The only eight teams. You barely got in this year. You barely got in. That's why I think at some point, you got to look at making some changes. Because if you're if you're at the bottom this year, you're probably not getting in next year. And that and that applies to the Memphis Grizzlies as well. As good as John Moran is, as good as Jaron Jackson is, you're not better than the Houston Rockets. You're not better than and you're not better than the Dallas Mavericks right now. Those two teams are better than you. But they're not. Okay, then why are they in the playoffs? And you're not. You're at home watching just like me. Those two teams are better than you right now, and they will better and they will be better than you next year. And probably next year. So the Memphis Grizzlies, as good as they were, and as good as they exceeded expectations, they got to make a move next year. Because Jai and Jaron is not enough. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, the games today. Clippers Mavs today, Nuggets Jazz today, and Celtics Raptors today. Celtics-Raptors will be the most exciting game today. That is a series that I am absolutely looking forward to. I have no idea who's going to win this series. I know one thing. I love me some Jason Tatum. That boy can ball. I remember watching him at Duke, and I remember watching him. I say, oh, yeah, he can play. He can play. He's going to be a good, good player in the NBA. And I was wrong. He's going to be a great player in the NBA. That's going to be a fantastic matchup, and I can't wait to watch it. I, I, again, I don't know who's going to win. If I had to pick right now, if I had to pick right now, I would probably say Celtics and six. But that's going to be a very exciting game. Two fantastic coaches, two fantastic players. I'm sorry, two fantastic teams. And, and, and each led by their star, and Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Pascal Siakam ain't no joke. Why y'all laughing? Pascal Siakam ain't no joke. That Raptors team has surprised a bunch of people. We all thought the Raptors would fall off. They, in fact, got better when Kawhi left. Imagine, imagine, imagine Kawhi Leonard leaving your team and you got better. That's the Toronto Raptors. I am a Toronto Raptors fan. I love that team. I love Toronto. I love their colors. I love everything about them. I hate when they play Lakers because they kill us every single time. They just destroy Lakers every single time, which is part of the reason why I'm going for the Celtics. Because we, as a Lake, as Lakers, cannot beat the Toronto Raptors. So go Boston. Go Boston. Now, that would be an exciting series. I'm looking forward to it. I think... I think the Raptors take game one. I do think the Raptors take game one. I think Siakam comes out, and they just can't stop him. Clippers math tonight, or later today, 2.30 Central time. I think it's over. 
and I hate it because this series could have been a lot more exciting than it was. It's still, now it has been exciting, but it could have been a lot closer than it was. Lucas hurt. Porzingis is out. Paul George finally realized that, hey, I'm making $143 million. I need to show up. Let me tell you something, Paul George. You better show up again. From here on out, I need to see playoff P, not pandemic P. Consistency. Don't you dare go back to playing as bad as Bob Cousy. That is awful. But Paul George showed up last game, game five. He showed up. I appreciate Paul George finally showing up. Now show up again and close out the Mavs. Because if you give the Mavs any any life, any hope, they will win this game. The Clippers need to come out and do the exact opposite of what the Lakers did. The Lakers let the Blazers hang around, but the Blazers just aren't good enough to win. They just weren't good enough to win that game. The Mavericks are good enough. If you let them hang around, if this game is, is, is within 10 points going into the fourth quarter, the Mavs can win that game. And they will force a game seven, which I would love to see. I would love to see game seven, Luka Doncic. I would love to see that. But I, doubt we, but I seriously doubt we will. I seriously doubt, unfortunately, we will. So I do think the Clippers close this out. Last game of the day, Nuggets and Jazz. The Nuggets will get a boost today, as Adrian Wojnowski reported this morning, that Gary Harris is coming back for the Nuggets today. Nuggets are down 3-2 to the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, no one's really talking about him. He's going off, in case you haven't noticed. He's going off. I'm still, for some reason, just not really excited about this series. It's been a fun series, but I still just do not care. I do think the Jazz will close this series out. I think Donovan Mitchell is just playing out of his mind right now. So I do think the Jazz will close this out. I understand Gary Harris is coming back, but Gary Harris, first of all, if we're being very honest, is an overpaid player. He's very overpaid. And I understand Gary Harris had a few good years. He's also very injury prone. I understand that. Gary Harris on a a, a, a four-year, $84 million contract. Is Gary Harris worth four years, $84 million? Would you pay Gary, Gary Harris $20 million a year? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay Gary Harris $21 million a year. I sure I absolutely would not. But they are. So it is what it is. He's making $17 million this year. $17 million this year. Whew. For Gary Harris. It's only going up. Night, night. Ooh, Lord. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, I, I would not. I would not pay Gary Harris that kind of money. I understand what Gary Harris was. I ain't paying that money. Especially when his career average of points is 12 points. It's 12 points. Yikes. I think Gary Harris will be a good addition to the game today. He will be uh, 
you know, can he keep up with Donovan Mitchell? No, you know, of course not. But he will give them a nice boost. But I still ultimately think the Utah Jazz will close this out. So congrats to Utah Jazz for finally winning, for for getting past first round. That's gonna do it for this for this episode. I appreciate again. I appreciate I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening this this long if you did. Um, got a bunch of good games on today. Uh, especially, uh, again, especially that that Boston Toronto series. That's gonna be a fun series. I look forward to hearing it. I look forward to watching it. And I can't wait. It's gonna be great. Again, follow me on Twitter if you have a Twitter. Uh, at the Jeans Report, at the Jeans J E A N S Report, I am on Twitter. Follow me there, uh, where all my episodes will be posted. Uh, by the way, Jamal Murray is going off as well. His last two games, uh, fifty points and forty-two points. So Jamal Murray and Gary Harris will be back together. You know, like I said, I think he'll be a good boost. But I, I I don't think they can still I don't think they can pull it off. I mean Gary Harris has been injured, you know, and I doubt he'll you know it's it's kind of like with uh, Westbrook, you know he Westbrook played well, but it wasn't Westbrook, you know, twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, you know, thirteen assists. It was it was you know it was fine. That's what I expect from Gary Harris. I expect a fine performance, a F I N E performance, ten points, you know, seven rebounds, six assists, something like that. I could be wrong. I was wrong about the Houston series. But that's just what I think. I appreciate you tuning in again. Thank you very much. That's going to wrap up this episode. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. We'll talk about everything we saw. We'll recap. And then I'll get, them, and then we'll, then I'll get you on out of here again. Again, thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Have a good one.